0: You're listening to the Reese Heath 100 podcast. Each episode, we speak to past staff and students about their memories of Reese Heath over the last hundred years. If you have some great memories to share, we would love to hear from you. Please complete the form at reeseheath100.com or call 01270 625 131.
1: Hi, this is the Reese Heath 100 podcast in which we're talking to some interesting people who have had a long association with Reese Heath. I'm Lynn, and today I'm going to be talking to Graham Smith, who has been an engineering instructor with us for an amazing 20 years. And previously, he was actually a student with us. So, Graham, hello.
0: Hello, Lynn. Good to meet you this afternoon and um, be part of this, this podcast uh, for Reese Heath 100. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Thank you, Graham. So, first of all, you were actually a uh, an engineering student, I think, in 1995. Tell us a little bit, bit about that. What, what was the college like then?
0: Yes. Well, I was. I was indeed. I was a student here in 1995 through to '96. The department then was two-thirds smaller ultimately from the size of department now. It was very much land-based so that there was it was an agricultural feel to the department uh, which of course that's the roots of the college that have been from the very start. The department with regards the practical delivery and the subjects that the principles of those subjects are uh, are very much the same as what we see now but of course the efficiencies of technologies and, and what is being seen through the subjects is what I call differently the same back those days though of course uh, the, the machinery the tractors that we had there was a few of the, the, the older tractors with regards tractors from the 70s and, and the 80s and with a very strong feel of tractor technology hydraulics uh, electrics and uh, machinery operation uh, as well The levels of detail around the subjects were fantastic at the time for me as a student. I can remember coming here in the very early 90s, uh, 1990 to 91. I can remember coming to a string of the open days and seeing the department uh, at its best during that time. And uh, it really was just the place to be for me. And I can remember the uh, Cheshire College of Agriculture prospectuses at the time as well, which just sold the college to me. And that that feeling, the college, is is still around today, that that those roots of it being land-based will always be here. But of course, you know, the college is bigger now and and the technologies and engineering are different as well. But uh, enjoyable all the same. Student-wise, in the department, I, I do remember... Quite a significant flavour being there was quite an Irish influence then in the department to what we see now. Certainly the uh, City and Guilds 394 course uh, that I did, you know, I would say about 50% of that course was, if not 60% possibly, had a, a uh, an Irish Um, contingency there. So they brought a flavour to the college as well, because as ever, the college has a wonderful social side as well. So it's all been fantastically enjoyable.
1: We were talking also about this really amazing trip you had over in the USA, which actually got a little bit lengthened while you were over there. You were having such a good time. Tell Tell us something about that.
0: Yeah, indeed. Yes. Well, I could talk for hours on this subject and I'm going to try not to, but it was actually a, uh, it all started by a VHS tape that I spotted in the engineering stores when I was a technician here from 1996 to 97. And it was called, well, the, the name of it without trying to sell it, of course, was the 2000 mile harvest. But anyway, that video there, I Viewed that video here in in the college one lunchtime, and that sold the subject of following the commonly referred to grain train, or the the custom harvesting circuit, um, which is harvesting wheat through the uh, wheat belt of America from Texas to the Canadian border. So I, uh, after my studies here uh, at, at Rees Heath, I um, independently got in touch with the Ohio State University and uh, embarked on an 18-month time early 98 through to autumn 99 and um, embarked on on a trip there that saw three placements so not only was i was i with the custom harvesting company but i was also on a vegetable plantation in florida and worked on a large-scale arable farm in north dakota and it really was uh, i mean you know the words the time of of my life really uh, echoed through that and echo very well in my memories of it today it was a it made me as as a person and memories for life indeed and if I had my time again would I go back and do it again I absolutely would yes no regrets at all it was fantastic and ultra recommendable to everybody out there
1: and you've actually taken a key role, haven't you, in, in spreading the word in amongst our current students um, and arranging, in fact, for some of the people from the Ohio State University to come over here and, and give presentations.
0: Indeed, yes. We currently have a fantastic connection with um, a chap called John Beardmore, who is is um, an integral part of the Ohio State University, what they call the intern program. So, uh, yes, he comes over to the college here and uh, visits each year, middle of each academic year, February time, January time. And uh, he has a has a chat with the engineering students just to see if if anybody's interested and to see if any students like the idea of, of some over, overseas placements, some overseas training, because, of course, it is an education. You're learning at the same time as well. It's not just a great big holiday, of course. But um, it's just a great way to get the the impression and and the flavour of what is out there to be done, you know, to for the students here uh, in the college to to get to to be made aware of what they can do after their studies here at Rees Heath, yes. and it's something that can be often potentially overlooked, maybe certainly in in your early 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 time of your life, you know, once you've done your studies, you go and, and do a, a job, let let's say, but uh, it's a great flavour to. Uh, give that opportunity and I'm very proud that I've been able to put that opportunity forwards towards a lot of learners here at the college.
1: And just paint us a picture then of, of what you're doing over in, in the States on a sort of daily basis. Are you driving these massive machinery that we see?
0: Well y- yes indeed. It, 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 you go from all sorts of terrain for a start from, from very um, hilly ground to very very flat land as well which is in the what they call the Great Plains which is Texas, Oklahoma, and, and through to uh, Kansas and north as well. Yeah, with regards to the machinery, we we saw a range of of machines from actual flow combines with 40-foot headers on them. We had four machines with 40-foot headers on and a, and a machine with, a, a, I think it was a 36-foot header, if, if I remember rightly, and uh, grain trucks as well. We had uh, tandem axle tippers and uh, articulated uh, hopper-bottom grain trucks as well which hauled the grain from the fields to what they call elevators so you, you could be in, in all different size of field sizes as well I know that the farm I worked at in North Dakota was around the 20,000 acre mark on the grain harvest there we could average on a good day we could do about 450 acres in a day uh, with the five machines and, uh, and that's across uh, what they call sections and half sections which are parcels of land Uh, that are terraced as well Uh, so you see all different types of terrain all different types of people and a very very large capacity of uh, machinery and acre potential
1: and I guess you're having fun as well. I think you've been uh, known to uh, imbibe a, a little bit and go and do some um, socialising.
0: You do, yes, absolutely, yes. You, you, you know, you, you get the opportunities to work hard and play hard in that order as well. Certainly, while on on the grain harvest, you know, I will say at this point, you know, when the weather's right and and the the crops are ready, there's wheat to be cut, you know, and and various other crops as well but in, in the main stay is the wheat throughout the wheat harvest but yes we certainly get time out to, to go on and enjoy yourselves in, in the local town meet good friends when i was in north dakota we uh had time there because that was that was a, a permanent station if you like it wasn't doing as many miles from, from farm to farm so so you certainly got a good, a good social influence there but made, made good friends there and had a, a good time at the, at, all at the same time as well so great flavor
1: So after you'd been a student here, you um, actually came back as an instructor and you've been an engineering instructor for 20 years now here. So we've talked a little bit about how engineering has changed, but I'm presuming the department has changed as well. We've got a lot more facilities. Um, What what for you? How, how How has that changed? How is it different from when you were a student?
0: Well, the the department has 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 changed significantly since since I was a student and since I started uh, here as an instructor as well. As I said earlier, when uh, I was here as a student, it was a land based feel um, initially there, so it was very much tractors and related machinery, and um, the the department was a third smaller that the the course numbers were were a bit smaller. And and of course staff numbers were, were a little smaller as well, but the the principle of of the subjects, as I keep saying, it, is still the same. It, he here now we're finding with communication that the way the communication ways are now when when the internet started to come in more and and even I I saw that the popularity of the computer as well increase, which brought a significant change to the department where the department started to grow. It wasn't long before construction plans uh, started to started in the department. And of course, the, the, there was that brought apprentices in from, from around the UK. We had still a few of the Irish students around as well, so, so, and, and, and and local students as well. So, so that there was that local feel, but also you felt as though the world felt a bit smaller because you're in an educational establishment. You know, you had this ability to see different people from different places. So, that was a little bit of the Riesiv magic there as well, to be honest, uh, with the department. But the the department itself, when when construction plants started, different equipment started coming in more from the construction uh, side, so excavators and, and related machinery. Fast forwarding with time, I think as well, we, we talk we talk about technology, and it's very very easy to just say, you know, technology is advanced. Well, the size of equipment has advanced as well. And I can remember in in my early days, it, we to, to be put a little bit of detail the tractors. I'm sure you'll recognise that the term Ford four thousand or the Massey Ferguson one three five or the David Browns, those tractors, great principles on them. But of course, that they they were a little bit smaller than some of the machines that are around today. Certainly, where you get two hundred and fifty horsepower tractors plus today, you know that the size of this machinery. Uh, has increased as well that's been quite a significant change in the department and something to take in really uh, as, as time's gone on and and the teaching ways as well um i can remember when two two things i can remember viewing information through uh in lectures you'd, you'd be using ohps which, which is overhead projections they were a very popular thing at the time i can remember like it was yesterday hand-wrote overhead projections um, by the members of the lecturers at the time. I can even remember producing some of them myself in, in the early 2000s, acetates at the time and, and handwriting them or, or even word processing. As the com- As the advent of the computer gained more and more popularity, to see computers in workshops were a significant change, to see information being displayed on Computer screens in a workshop took a lot of getting used to and and just a massive change. But what a great ability to be able to get a lot of information over in a, in a very efficient visual way, you know, and, and an interactive way as well that we just take for granted now. To, to have a flat screen in, in, a, in a workshop and a laptop computer, I'll tell you right now, still feels like a novelty. <laughs>
1: Sadly, Graeme, you're just telling me that actually this is your last day after 20 years here teaching and you're going to leave us for another job, but still within the industry.
0: Certainly, yes. It's uh, a yeah, last day here, which does feel what, a significant day, a lot of memories and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of past uh, goodness really go- going through my mind and uh, certainly we're doing a lot of reminiscing uh, as time goes, uh, as I get home tonight and as time goes over the next uh, few months, I'm sure. Yes, still keeping with uh, the engineering style industry, it's a manufacturing style role that I'm going into, um, which which is not far from here, but it, it's, uh, it's a role that's going to be working with, with electrics, which I've had uh, a good... Good at innings with in in the in the in the department there, so it's still gonna gonna have that engineering feel about it and putting components together and working in a logical way, and uh, making sure things are put together in the correct order and they all work and they're tested at the end. So that flavor is not going to leave me. But certainly my passion for tractors, I'm a tractor fanatic through and through. My passion for, for agriculture and farming that I've always had. And and my interest in agricultural machinery is never going to leave me. Uh, I'll still certainly watch tractors over the hedge as they're working, I'm sure, and go and visit some good friends and do some harvest work as well. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: And of course, I I do hope you're going to uh, keep in touch with us here at Rees Heath as uh, you're fairly local and pop in and see us from time to time.
0: Certainly yes, I, I'll I'll definitely come and visit Rees Heath. You know, I'm um, certainly that the the family fun days here that are held, I'll certainly come and visit those, and uh, in, in the future, and I'll come and visit the department as time goes on. Definitely, because I'd like to see the advances uh, around the college and around engineering. Certainly, as time goes on, and and see how, how the engineering and the the educational world changes as time goes on. So, yes, uh, engineering is it, is still gonna feel part of me for a long time yet. Certainly.
1: So I think we'll uh, look forward to meeting Graham, particularly in the year of the centenary of uh, Heath, when we're going to have lots of events and lots of things to do with tractors. So uh, that'd be really good. Thank you so much, Graham, for having a chat to us and um, very best luck with your future job and career.
0: Thank you very much, lynn It's been a pleasure and a pleasure to talk to everybody here on the podcast and, and just share my experiences with you all. And uh, anybody who, who wishes to come to Reese Heath, you will have uh, a, an educational experience. It'll, it'll be uh, fulfilling. Thank you. You're listening to the Reese Heath 100 podcast. Each episode, we speak to past staff and students about their memories of Reese Heath over the last hundred years. If you have some great memories to share, we would love to hear from you. Please complete the form at reeseheath100.com or call 01270 625